0: Welcome to the Wrestle! Day. Wrestle! Now oh, <laughs> no, Just a small budget. <laughs> Thanks to our sponsor, lots and lots of chips. <laughs> Look at that. You know, you might ever think, I want chips, but I don't know what kind? <laughs> lots and lots of chips. Well they just take chips from my other brand <laughs> stick them in a bag and sell them on the side of the street. What street <laughs> my street don't look on them at your grocer's freezer dummy look on the street <laughs> would you look in a freezer for chips <laughs> that would make them hard to eat and oh. we can't do that because my cat doesn't have teeth and i don't I don't support anything that he can't eat. <laughs> That's a lot of... Th- it covers a lot of ground. I know. Well, you know, it's a very specific diet. I'm not vegan or nothing, but, like, <laughs> I mean, it kind of has some of the same issues. Uh, <laughs> the, yep, the Keaton Cat Diet. This is what you get. What you, it's gotta be goop. <laughs> That's the tagline of lots and lots of chips. <laughs> it's gotta be goop. <laughs> which is not doesn't make sense, because they just took a bunch of chips and then threw them in a bag. So they're not goop, but it's got to be goop. That's the tagline. we also talking about a company with an exclusive sales front on just your street. Yeah. We're not giving up the address. It's yeah. just on your street. You just got to find it. It's like the memories in Zelda Breath of the Wild. Right. You, see, you know, I looked them up, but Dennis found them on his own. All 12. Uh, and then yeah. had a hemorrhage when there was 13. Yeah. And then recovered from the hemorrhage and found the 13th. And now he's hosting a podcast. Yeah, what a wonderful day! Upward mobility. Yeah. Uh, so this week uh, there wasn't much wrestling to yeah. the point where, like, I I completely forgot the WWE had Stomping Grounds. It's true, but I won't be around on Saturday to be on the wrestle down to talk uh, the geek down to talk about it. So I figured let's do it today. Mm-hmm. Uh, what would you think? I
1: think that this was one of those shows that uh, the wrestle friends talked about this. You were the most optimistic of us, as as is usual, but. You know. Um, I feel like the Optimism was well founded for the first half. Mm. Not including Becky Evans Becky versus uh Lacey Evans. Right. But a lot of really good things came from uh Sammy Owens and Sammy jeez, o- I'm I'm blending everything today. Sammy Owens and the New Day. Sammy Owens and the New Day. Uh their tag match was incredible for something that had very little story to it. Yeah. But it felt like one of those matches as I was watching it where it felt like the Young Bucks think that they have the market cornered on tag wrestling, but <laughs> yep. we know better. Right. So it's just, it's nice to be reminded that in the WWE, where there's so much negativity kind of floating around about its booking, its management, its storylines, that like, there are really talented wrestlers in there who, if you just give them time, will tear it up. Yep, that's
0: why That's why I was uh, optimistic, Is like, if you just get out of their way, yep. they'll put on a good show. Just throw two or more dudes into the thing, or ladies, and then uh, they'll, they'll do what they do, yep. and it'll be good. You um, sign them for a reason, and exactly. that reason is that they're good at what they do.
1: Yep. Uh, I thought Bailey versus Alexa Bliss was... The, this is one of those matches that years ago, uh, for a SummerSlam, it was Eddie Guerrero versus Kurt Angle, and mm. they felt so evenly matched as characters that I didn't know who was going to win, and yeah. that's rarely one of those mo- feelings you get for matches. That's how I felt for this one. Yeah, Like, Nikki Cross was going to help Alexa Bliss win, but you didn't know if that was going to be like something that came back to bite... Alexa or if they're actually gonna like steal the title off of Bailey, yeah, but it was great
0: I was and I was glad Bailey won because yes. it's just it's it's the wild card thing i'm I've made peace with it yeah, but it's fine it's weird when it's like uh, for a title right like because the, then it's just like people transferring over I like the the draft system where every year after WrestleMania, they switch up everything and uh it keeps things stable for like a year right more or less
1: and it may like if it'll lead to titles having, like, meaningful fights, then sure. Um, and you can still do lightly told stories like Ricochet versus Samoa Joe and ha- still have it be an incredible match. Yeah. Which it was. Yep. Um Yeah. Oh. yeah. No, and um, of all, like, the match that it felt like was the emotional peak of the pay-per-view was mm-hmm. Heavy Machinery versus Rowan and Bryan. Yeah. Because this is Bryan's I, more or less I home state. I
0: completely forgot that. I mean, I, I vaguely knew that it was in Washington, but I didn't put two and two together. That's his home state. So, it yeah. was not a surprise when they, uh, like, came out and the crowd was very into Brian. And,
1: honestly, they like, came around on Heavy Machinery. Mm-hmm. They're, like, the big spots that... The you could tell the WWE wanted the crowd to think were big like face spots they didn't buy into with heavy machinery with like Otis pumping his arm and gesticulating wildly and stuff but like I I came away from that match liking Tucker more because yeah. he had his big dive and he, mm-hmm. he took the pin and everything but I have only thought about Otis with heavy machinery and Tucker can hold up his his weight so yeah.
0: yeah yeah there's a he's he's probably the more sound wrestler uh like overall but Tucker's got our. Otis has all the, uh, like, personality, really. The wild charisma. Yeah, yeah. yeah. So uh, it was good to see it. It's good for them to be working with uh, Daniel Bryan, and Rowan certainly was around. He threw he himself, off for pretty well, though, yeah.
1: He did. He threw himself at Tucker, who caught him. It was either him or Otis. They caught him and slammed him, and I'm just like, yep, that's that's what Rowan should be in matches. Yeah. Like, a giant prop. I, I'm sure he can do more wrestling than we give him credit for, it. I just haven't seen it yet. Mm-hmm. Gotta put him in more stairs matches. <laughs>
0: yeah. Oh, good stuff. Yeah. Um, yeah, B- Becky Lacey was what it was, and that was mostly carried by, um, like, the crowd being very into Becky still. Yeah. Which is good. Yeah. Um. I, I, I've made my
1: piece, because I've had to, it's almost like the Stockholm Syndrome I've gotten with Baron Corbin, where I'm now actively rooting for Corbin Unironically, <laughs> Ironically, but of, like, if they're gonna just have Lacey involved with everything, it was just like, uh, okay, fine, yeah. it's what we're doing, her popping up as the special guest was Fucking overkill. Mm. Like the referee at the end, is yes. What, and like yeah. at that point, it
0: was it was
1: done in terms of like, well, nothing's really going to be important until Becky comes out to balance this. Yeah, but
0: that was my problem then.
1: They they did what they could. Rollins is still as much as he'll tell you the best wrestler in the world. He's very good. Yeah, he's top five.
0: He did he did a great job like with what they had. It's yeah. just that you know once Lacey Evans was the guest referee, the, like, the crowd checked out. The yeah. crowd was just like chanting for Becky every now and then. Yep. Then AEW. And yeah. boring and whatever and, and it's CM like Punk. yeah yeah so it's like like they they knew what was gonna happen you don't right. have to it was I knew I was like having a fun time watching it but then I knew something was gonna go wrong when like uh, it was about nine fifty five or something like that and the main event was just starting yep and I was like oh this is too much for a Baron Corbin match
1: yeah which I mean who like. The thing that's been frustrating me about Baron Corbin from NXT to the main roster is that in NXT you found out that he has a black belt in jiu mm-hmm. So he can grapple. He can do things beyond just, like, pro wrestling stuff. And he's a tall dude. That could make him very different. But yep. they just
0: won't they won't take him in that direction. Yeah, I think they're more enamored with his character. Yeah. Though, and which is too bad.
1: And his vertical height of just, he stands there, he mm-hmm. does tall things, which, like, uh, I don't know. I feel like it it very much limits people, like, Big Cass was super charismatic in NXT, and then yeah. they brought him up to the ro- main roster, had him do stupid promos, and just do t- tall guy offense, but he's not burly, he's just tall. He's yeah. like a giant
0: straw. Right. Which is Corbin, which is fitting, because he looks like a waiter. <laughs> yeah. it's it's uh, uh, it, was t- it was such a, a bummer note to end the pay-per-view on. Yep. Um, and it's weird that like now the next pay-per-view is going to be uh, Baron Corbin and Lacey Evans versus Becky and Seth Rollins, uh, despite the fact that the challengers have lost, like, two uh, title opportunities apiece. Yep. Uh, Including when they had the odds in their favor.
1: Yeah. And, like, it's one of those things where the booking is almost apologetic, of just, like, if they lose, we promise we won't do (laughs) (laughs) it.
0: I don't trust them for a second. No, you shouldn't. Yeah, I don't trust them for a second with, uh, I feel like, if there's even an inkling that one of them's going to propose, like, that's happening at SummerSlam again. Yeah. Or look, they'll throw in another, a third tag team. Yeah. Uh, some kind, I don't know, but it's it's annoying, but, like, the rest of the show is good. Yeah. So. It, yeah.
1: I I got way more out of the tag match than I thought I was, and it, that speaks to the talent. Of yeah. Of just, like, there was not a lot of, like, creativity kind of poured into why they were fighting, but they made the most
0: of it. Yeah. Yeah. It's, it's oh, God, it's kind of, Amazing how the crowd turned at the end because they were so hot the whole time. Yep. Um, even for the cruiserweights on the pre-show. Yeah. Uh, which was a, probably the match of the night. But, uh, yeah, they were on board, like, second one. They mm-hmm. really locked in. Really. were like, oh, these guys are going to be amazing? We'll let them be amazing and we'll watch it. Yeah. It's good.
1: It just it, It's this unfortunate pattern where they feel like they have to do overbooked, McMahon-esque storylines with, like, Reigns and McIntyre fought again. We're not mentioning it because there's nothing new to say. Yeah. They, like, I've Reigns forgotten. won again. Yeah. And, like, he should have, and it will bubble back up to Shane McMahon because it has to, and it's all frustrating, but we focused on what we liked.
0: Yeah. I wish... Uh... Yeah... You almost wish that uh, McIntyre was less of, like, a slam dunk. Yeah. Because, like, you you know that they... You know, we know, they know, that we know, that, like, you can heat him up at any time. Mm-hmm. So it feels like they're just gonna let him lose all the time right. until he's totally cool and then, like, I don't know, win money in the bank next year or something, like, stupid. But
1: Yeah. And so it's these... These matches that the WWE runs into the ground, and part of it is just like it's so saturated weekly. We've seen these matches so often and on yeah. TV and on the network if we want to. That I was watching Kazuna Road, oh. and it there are these matches that keep happening but in tag form mm-hmm. where it's like a five man New Japan and Chaos tag versus Suzuki Goon. Mm-hmm. And it's like I've seen a bunch of this before, but there's in like little different combinations, so like. Doki's not going to set the world on fire, but it's cool watching him get dropped by Okada. Yep. And Okada kicks Suzuki, and you've seen that enough, but, like, never really get tired of that, because you don't see it too much.
0: Yeah, yeah, you don't see it, I I can't even really think of a singles match they've had together Mm -hmm. uh, off the top of my head, so, yeah, they've kept, they're good at keeping things apart, but giving the wrestlers the space to, like, figure out their chemistry, which is, like, kind of brilliant, as much as, like, people complain about the uh, number of tags that happen over the year.
1: Yeah. But like you gotta. It, I feel like the tags are the New Japan equivalent of WWE's bottleneck. Of yeah. They have too many employees, so there's not enough time to really give shine to everybody, like mm-hmm. the reverse of the Russo era, yeah, where everyone had a storyline. New Japan gives a little bit of effort to everybody, and it ends up making moments like Goto returning from L.A. and be important, or mm-hmm. uh, um, Zack Sabre tapping out... Uh, uh, Yoshihachi, because mm-hmm. he's still a very good force in the G1 coming up. Yep. Yeah. Nothing uh, overwhelming, not too much at once.
0: Yep, yeah. They, they pace everything out. The big matches feel like big matches when they want them to, and uh, it's so good. Yep. That was a weird noise. The computer just made. Yeah. Uh, oh, it's a virus thing. You know where you won't get viruses? Lots and lots of chips. <laughs> <laughs> a bag of chips that are just other chips. You ever think, I want Pringles, but I also want Lay's? Buddy, have I got the Lots and Lots of Chips bag for you. Uh, It's probably got a bunch of both. Which Pringles flavor? Probably all of them.
1: (laughs) (laughs) And everything Pringle. The rarest Pringle.
0: Yeah. Uh, Which kind of lays ridges? You got them. Uh, Salt and vinegar? You got them. Sea salt? Yeah, that's there. (laughs) (laughs) At the bottom of the bag,
1: it's not on a chip.
0: (laughs) Barbecue? You best believe Pringles and Lay's. Are Cheetos a chip? I don't know, but I found one in my last bag. <laughs> yeah, lots and lots of chips. Uh, bringing you the wrestle down. <laughs> oh my god! Um, it's kind of funny. We didn't even mention the world title cage match because there wasn't much to it. Uh, Kofi did a very impressive dive. He jumped through a door <laughs> through the goddamn door that is the bane of my existence and was also the ending point for the uh, the better cage match of the week. Uh, Io Shirai versus Shayna Baszler on NXT, which I watched just before we started recording.
1: I mean, it's been said a bunch by us, other people, journalists, everyone. Like, NXT is so differently better than main main roster wrestling. Like, Damian Priest, you got over the fact that he won last week in a minute. He was just like, yep, everyone's gonna remember me, bye! (laughs) Uh, Keith Keith, uh, Lee destroyed a Greek jobber, who had very fun tights. It looked like he ate part of his pant leg and part of
0: his arm. <laughs> yeah, it looked like he was bandaged up, uh, yeah. just like his lower body up to part of his pecs. Yeah, uh, interesting, uh, interesting attire.
1: For anime fans, he—I did some research. He is a Titan shifter. Uh. Uh, he lost, some, he lost an arm and a leg before the recording. Oh, but grew it back because he's the colossal Greek
0: Titan. Ah, but not Titan enough for Keith Lee. Nope, who would beat the Titans on his own? It's true, just by making them bask in his glory. Indeed. Uh, good episode. What did you
1: think of the cage match? I, I liked it a
0: lot. And the I've, turn to the end. I guess we can spoil it. I don't.
1: Yeah. I, I feel like anybody listening to this is also going to watch NXT. Yeah. I feel like at this point, uh, this is the best I could possibly hope for for like Jessamine Duke and Marina Shaf- Shaf- Shafir before they start wrestling on their own. Mm. Um, Shayna looked great. She, she always looks great yeah. at this point. She's their ace. She's right. the NXT women's ace, which is awesome to see. When you have Candace LeRae running in the background, who could be the ace at any time? Yeah, which she might get the chance to now that Dio Shirai is
0: not her friend anymore. No, not her friend at all. No, she punched her in the face and then brain busted her on a chair. Yeah, <laughs> it was violent and lovely. Yeah, I can't uh, can't wait for that. And that's the the nice thing is that they have like a month and a half, maybe two ish months before the next takeover. Yep. So that's the thing that could wrap up by. Um you know, mid July or even early August, just you know, they can blow it off then and then have Candace versus Shayna and then they'll have Candace versus EO two ready to go. Yep. They can do they can go in any direction. I don't know what where they're gonna go and I like it.
1: Yeah. And like there's different layering, there's different like levels of heel now at in the women's division which can like prove when you add roster, to, like, roster depth, it means something. Yep. Because, like, at the very bottom are Vanessa Bourne and Aaliyah being mean girls. After yep. that are the horse, the lesser horse women. Now EO, and mm-hmm. then Shane at the very top. It's like yeah. a Mortal Kombat ladder.
0: Yes, yeah. And, uh, like, various faces along the way. Mia Yim and uh, Bianca Belair is kind of a tweener.
1: Yep. So, yeah. Candice LeRae. At this point, like,
0: there's no avenging good guy. There's no top face. Right. Necessarily. I guess Candace is probably it, but, like... Literally, you can sub anybody in into like that storyline, and they'll you know they could get that shine. Yeah, automatically.
1: So I, I love the episode. I think it, it, NXT continues to use an hour better than most people use two or three.
0: Yeah.
1: Um, seems like Jackson Riker uh, is at it again, but he's <laughs> uh, he's just he's he's still there. Um, yep. but I love the street profits in one and two interacting more. That yep. should be a great match when they fare square off
0: yeah Oni and um, Danny Burch I'm I'm excited to see them uh, face off I kind of hope that the next time they do a takeover it's not another multi-tag I want like another NXT classic tag match it's been a while it has a little bit of a while but like yeah
1: yeah I, it's funny. I, I watched the Forgotten Sons enter, and Wesley Blake is absolutely playing his part, getting himself hyped up in the and the crowd into it to boo them. Yep. Steve Cutler is just kind of aloof, but kind of like a little bit of a silent badass type. Mm-hmm. And uh, Jackson Riker sure can walk into work yeah. in one direction.
0: <laughs> it's a, it makes sense too. It's like Blake's been there the longest. He's been in NXT for forever. Yeah. Like as much as uh, Tyler Breeze's story is like, I built this thing. It's like, well, I also, I you know probably took a break. <laughs> I
1: put the ring up. You're welcome.
0: I bought you a sandwich during the lunch breaks. Mm-hmm. Uh, I've been here the whole time. <laughs> but, yeah, good times. Yeah. Uh, and I caught up on some stardom in in advance of their shows with Eve that have nothing to do with uh, their kayfabe, really. But there is anytime they do a show at Kurokoon Hall, uh, it's basically like their equivalent of a pay-per-view. And they, they had, like, three title matches... Uh, one of which was a six-woman tag that was incredible. Yep. Uh, I highly recommend going out of the way for that. And they paid off uh, Arisa versus Tam Nakano, which is a one of the rare feuds they have that's been brewing for like six months. Oh, nice. Where, yeah, because like they're in the same uh, faction, but Tam's never really liked her. Like if you watch like the, like photos of the group or whatever, they're always apart. And Arisa might be like trying to pull Tam closer for a hug, but Tam's just like no. And it's been like that for months, and they finally blew up with their secondary title, and it was a really great match. Nice. A lot of... I can watch them knee each other in the face all day, and I came very close, uh, or as close as I could with a half-hour match. Nice. But, yeah, it was a great time. Recommend those. Yeah. Yeah. There's not a ton of wrestling, but, like, this weekend's gonna be wild. Yeah. So, got, what, an AEW show? Is Mm -hmm. that Saturday? Fighter Fest, Saturday. Saturday, yep. yep. Uh, That's headlined with... uh, an unsanctioned match between uh, Joey Janela, Joey Janela, and John Moxley. Yep. Which if if neither of them dies, so that's pretty good. I mean, that's what
1: they're hyping. It's one of the, like I I've missed not. I've missed the idea of ultra-violence to mm-hmm. build up a feud. I don't necessarily want to see them just, like, hit each other with a bunch of plunder, baby. Yeah. But, like, Joey Janella cuts a promo in a funeral hall. Yeah. Jon Moxley watches it. John Moxley drives his car to the woods and <laughs> digs a hole. <laughs> That's the video for this. Yeah. They haven't even, like, they're, they're not talking about how they're gonna wrestle each other. One guy just wants to kill the other guy and the other guy's fucking happy to oblige him.
0: Yep. Because uh, Joey Janella is insane. Yep. And will massacre his own body for the sake of a match. And I'm... Um, I respect it, but, yep. yeah, I don't know, we'll see, I'll I'll definitely watch it, I'll be out for the weekend, but I'll catch up when I get the chance.
1: The card's a little weird for me in this, like, I'm pretty sure Kenny Omega's booked to fight SEMA. Um, I
0: remember them saying that, and I don't, I like, they haven't mentioned it since Double or Nothing, I don't think, but, yeah. like, they did say it a bunch of times at Double or Nothing.
1: Right. So, it's one of those t- matches okay. where I'm just like, okay, cool, so somebody I'm not as familiar with, SEMA, gets a chance to fight Kenny Omega, but... It's one of those rare moments with a new company that I feel like I don't, I don't know why Omega isn't facing off against like a bigger name that they have, yeah. like Jimmy Havoc or MJF, or like SEMA just seems like a very strange choice. Um, like the Cody and Dustin are going to fight the new yeah. the Young Bucks, which is um,
0: great. Right now, it's actually uh, the, le- the elite, the elite. Um, oh, okay. Yeah, it's the tag match. I I knew that they, like, advertised it. They mentioned it at Double or Nothing. Yeah. But now it's uh, Kenny Omega and the Young Bucks versus Lucha Brothers with Laredo Kid. Okay. So that's if, what it was.
1: I think the Omega-Sima match I'm thinking of is in August then. Because I, mm. I swear I've been seeing it advertised.
0: I'll uh, keep looking at their pay-per-view dates, but I think, uh, let's see, what's of fight for the Fallen? The matches. Yeah, yeah, you're right. It's uh, the July one, fight for the Fallen.
1: Okay. So that's, yeah, so that's that one. Um, which, yeah, I just, I'd happy to be pleasantly surprised against, with somebody like Seema. I just mm. don't know who he is. Yeah, So, it's it's similar to, like, when Player Uno and Player Dose came out at the end of the tag match, where it was, uh, Angelico and Jack Evans versus the best friends. It was like, I mean, it was a cool moment, but no one knew who they were, so yeah. it didn't really have as much impact.
0: I think, uh, I mean, it kind of reminds me of those early NXT takeovers, where a lot of times it was like a an indie mainstay who's, like, experienced versus somebody who's homegrown uh, from NXT. So you'd get, like, Austin Aries versus Baron Corbin, or, you know, Samoa Joe versus Baron Corbin. Just anybody versus Baron Corbin. Oh, yeah. Uh, But but then, like, because, like, um, just looking at this card right now, Christopher Daniels is taking on SEMA in a singles match. Nice. One of the few singles matches on this card. Which makes me think of they they probably think of SEMA very highly, yeah. Uh, or they really love their OWE. Um, uh, is that the name of the? It is the Chinese um, the, the Chinese promotion yeah. they're
1: partnering with. Yeah, I think it's both. I from what I remember from SEMA and T Hawk, I was I liked them mm. from the yeah, Six me man too. they did. And I like that there's some continuity from episode to episode, or pay-per-view to pay-per-view. Right. Because um, I like whatever SEU does, but it would make sense that they fight similar configurations before you have a storyline reason that they would fight anyone else. Yeah,
0: and so they can't build storylines as effective, excuse me, as effectively until... Uh, the fall. Yeah, until they get their things. Yep. What a crazy weekend, though. That's Saturday, then <laughs> Friday, Saturday, and Sunday, there are Eve shows that feature stardom wrestlers. Nice. Which I am amped for. I thankfully have Monday off, because uh, I'll be driving to and from Washington, D.C. in, like, 48 hours. Yep. But, uh, yeah, it's going to be a nice thing to welcome home, uh, including Keaton the in Man, who is uh, going to just have to put up with it. <laughs> He's just going to have to deal with uh, our watching wrestling nonstop yep. all day on Monday. You okay with that, buddy? No? No, oh, that's okay. We'll get you lots and lots of chips. <laughs> The chips that there are lots and lots of. It's gotta be goop.
1: (laughs) The supply is never-ending. The consistency's ever-changing. Put them in your mouth! That
0: would be a good tagline. (laughs) Um, Maybe for their next commercial when they send us uh, the money that they owe us from all the (laughs) chips they sold by taking other people's chips and mashing them up into a bag of their own chips. Uh. Why would you not... (laughs) Why hasn't anybody else done that? It's like a party mix, but without the stupid pretzels or bullshit.
1: Yeah, or the worry about intellectual property suits. (laughs) No. It's all, just get in the bag.
0: Yeah, just get in the bag. Uh, (laughs) That's where the idea came from. They saw a movie where someone was being kidnapped, and they were like, why not? (laughs) With chips. Get in the bag.
1: Oh, man. Yeah, their commercial, which they project onto the side of buildings, because, again, they're sold on the street.
0: <laughs> they're sold just on my street, sometimes at one end, sometimes at the other. <laughs> um, and it's really specifically, they stay not quite on the corner, because they don't want to cross onto the next street, the, the parallel or the, the perpendicular.
1: Yeah, that's the Popsicle Street. We're not going to get into that. <laughs>
0: nope, no. No, that's uh, lots and lots of Popsicles. <laughs> they are uh, not sponsored as yet, but maybe next week. Uh, I'll talk to the guy. Um, it's 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 a little more skeevy to eat a popsicle that's been fro- refrozen after melting like eight popsicles, mm-hmm. and then putting them in a, a plastic bag, not even a real wrapper, which is bad for the environment too. Uh, so it's not a good product. It's not a good product, but you know, what? popsicle. It's summer. Popsicles taste good <laughs> sometimes. You're just like, what if I wanted eight popsicles in my mouth at once? I got a big mouth. I got a big appetite, and that's why I buy lots and lots of chips. And then I walk uh, the twenty feet to the bodega down there. I get a get a seltzer water, and then I, I have a good day. <laughs> that's the ad. That's the ad. <laughs> the, that's the ad part was written into the ad copy that oh. I was reading off this paper. Uh, crumple, crumple. <laughs>
1: It's our budget no <laughs> we, we have to reuse the other side
0: uh yeah uh god is there anything else why uh yeah there's also women's wrestling revolution show then on sunday that i wish i could go to but
1: i might uh, go to that it's, nice. it's near enough to where i live in uh well we're not saying where you live i'm not saying where i live but, yeah yeah um sure. Yeah, it, it's near where I live, so yes. I, I'm excited for it's that. It's taking
0: place at the uh, Down the Road Brewery in, in Everett, and uh, it's, I, think, I think it's the first Women's Wrestling Revolution show since, like, February or something, which makes mm. sense. I think they've been focusing on uncharted uh, on Territory because they're a sister promotion with Beyond. Nice. Uh, but, uh, yeah, it's I think it should be good. Uh, the Geek Down used to record over there. It was very loud. Uh, <laughs> it's a brewery. It, it was kind of loud to be... Uh, recording a podcast at, but they have the walls lined with pinball machines, which is fucking a risk uh, when you have anything that you gotta watch. Yep. So I cannot wait to see how that turns out. Where there's a wrestling ring and possibly people playing pinball all around the ring. Yeah, I hope someone goes through a pinball machine if you can do it safely. Yeah, <laughs> Say, you. I'm just imagining a lot of people getting, like, poked
1: and prodded with things that are inside of there.
0: Yeah, well, yeah, it's the it's a flat surface until you break through, so...
1: My hope is that if anybody does get put through the machine, that that's the end of the match. The machine just says tilt, and then the <laughs> other person's arm gets raised.
0: Yes, that's the only way to end a pinball machine match. It's true. <laughs> oh, man. Um, yeah, I think... Was there anything else we wanted to talk about for Weekend Wrestling? Um,
1: nothing, like... Nothing particularly else. The 24-7 title continues to be really oh, yeah. delightful. Drake Maverick... Uh, oh, wow. Well,
0: we called it last week, too. <laughs> yes, we did. <laughs> Drake Maverick having his wedding yep. and losing the title at his wedding. Correct. And now his wife won't consummate their marriage about it. Um, it's a real bad turn that that guy's life has taken. But 205 Live is doing great. Yeah. He's oh, man. that
1: good. I mean, that's what happens when you're able to separate personal from professional. Right. He can still show up in... Do a great job running things. Not the authors of Pain. Forget them. They're not to pastor. They are. But...
0: <laughs> they are probably you know doing editing, possibly drafting. <laughs> um, just you know, just a, a third draft of what Pain is. Uh, and uh we'll we'll see what they cook up whenever they come back.
1: More than anything else now I just want a pre taped segment, just five to ten seconds of Kyle O'Reilly in front of his laptop putting together more undisputed era videos. <laughs> Put takes like his headphones off, so like, Oh thanks for the help boys, and it's the author's opinion. <laughs> just like, oh anytime. We're not busy.
0: Yep. Yeah. They got uh they'll be back sometime and then, then maybe there will be a tag division. Right? Two two round boys, that's what we need. <laughs> two big <laughs> round boys.
1: <laughs> Jair is the cowboy who loves shapes.
0: <laughs> round boys, round chips. <laughs> you put them in a bag, you shake them up, that's a snack. <laughs> get, get in my bag, boy. He's gotta be goop. <laughs> uh, he doesn't care, but he can't eat chips, so. I mean, he gets a little sensitive, he's shaped like a chip. Yeah. He's curved. You just gotta add water, and then you got like, chip water, and then he can eat it. <laughs> This is just for cats, though. I don't do that for myself. Thought of all the angles, man. Yeah, of course. It's a good product. It's all a good right. promo. Yeah. Which reminds me. Segment Mania! Segment Mania! Oh! Fireworks. <laughs> <laughs> Feel our high budget yeah. glory. So, for this week's Segment Mania, uh, you want to talk about promos? Uh, did you. So, oh, you know, uh, one thing first off. Uh, yes. Two questions. One. Uh, so today is the anniversary of the CM Punk pipe bomb, correct? Um, promo, the legendary one, and the John Cena ruthless aggression uh, debut slash promo. Yep. Um, did you plan for this? To nope, uh, it just happened. That's, that's the that's, organic
1: love of wrestling that flows through my fucking veins.
0: That it's God, actually. Um, oh, okay. <laughs> yeah, you're fucking wrong. <laughs> um, <laughs> But, sucking uh, Suckin' agnostics! <laughs> yeah. Let's say, Keaton, you something good, but never when something bad. Okay? Yeah. That's God. <laughs> <laughs> um... <laughs> I'm teaching my cat religion. <laughs> he, he's
1: thumbing that Bible.
0: Yeah. Uh, if he had thumbs. Uh, which he's he gumming doesn't. gumming that Bible? <laughs> he loves his gums. Um... <laughs> <laughs> Um, yeah, so that's so we let's, like, commemorate some promos.
1: Yeah, I... I oh, you know
0: what the other thing I was going to ask? Sorry to interrupt, but uh, you said you had a challenge for me.
1: I did. It's yeah. a three-part challenge because oh, I God. figured the challenge would be fun enough we would want to do it at least three times. Okay. I want you to pick a number from one to ten. Seven. Good number. And I want you to pick a letter from A to Z. Z, are you going to tell me my fortune? No, I'm going to challenge you to cut a promo as The Rock... Uh, promoting a local sports team. All right. You have one minute in five, four, three, two, go.
0: The Rock says, your local sports team. I'm promoting the local sports team? Yep. Okay. This local sports team, the Cats of Catanooga, <laughs> are the best damn sports team in Catanooga. <laughs> <laughs> your other sports teams, your Bulls from Bullseye, your... Aliens from Albuquerque, you can take their baseball bats, their basketballs, their hockey sticks, you can shine them real nice and shove them up their candy asses, yeah. and that's a goal. If you smell... <laughs> <laughs> I've, I've always kind of hated The Rock a little bit. His promos are such cookie-cutter bullshit, but like...
1: But honestly, I think... Like- what makes a promo great is yeah. a little bit of predictability and form. <laughs> yeah. So you're you're totally right. He yeah. usually has certain touch tones of like turn turn that some bitch sideways, stick it up your ass. Yeah. Um, some but, gay
0: jokes. You know, some shit that hasn't aged well.
1: Exactly. Yeah. But there's enough form- formulaic stuff that is like repeatedly successful that I was able to make uh, alphabet letters and fill them out of okay. just these are the things that come up the most. All right. Um. So not picking the number seven, one to ten. What do you got? Three. Cool, you are Dusty Rhodes. Um, and your topic, A to Z, not Z. Uh, f- L. You are selling merch mm-hmm. as Dusty Rhodes.
0: I don't know Dusty Rhodes' promo style all that well, other than, like, the, um, what's it called? The Son of a, of a Plumber, whatever. The, okay. the Hard Times promo. Gotcha. Yeah.
1: Uh, I do have an alternate prepared. Do you want me to pick it for you? Yeah, yeah. Or? Okay, you're Vampiro, selling merch.
0: Okay, I... (laughs) I don't know his promos, but he's like... I'll be honest, I don't fucking like wrestling for the promos. (laughs) Like, 100, to be 100 with you, I really, like, I'm a match guy, like, that's it. Fair enough. A good promo will stick out for me, but, like, 90% of the time, I am on my phone watching them. I could give a fuck.
1: Fair enough. Yeah. Uh, I mean, that it's, it's largely the reason that I get Do you want to ex- do one for yourself and I'll
0: like... Yeah, yeah please.
1: Okay. Uh, if you scroll down, it's, it's a 45-page Google Doc. No, it's, it's only a couple. Yeah, okay. Uh, so
0: pick one through ten. All right, give me number nine. Or your vampiro. Oh, sweet. Wait, didn't I pick three? Oh, yeah, Justin Rose, you we could pick vampiro that time. Yep. Okay, and um, then uh, A through Z. Give me T, please. T. You're a vampiro making an open challenge. All right.
1: So I'm coming at you here, bro. This isn't Vampiro. This is Ian Hodgkinson. And I'm challenging you, Brooklyn Brawler, to put your money where your mouth is. I don't understand where you come from, man. You're from New York City. I'm from Canada. I got a daughter, and I taught her Krav Maga. But I'm going to use all that palm striking, that elbow striking, and put a real hurting on you, Mr. Brooklyn Brawler. So all you got to do is meet me in the center of the ring, bro, and I don't think you got what it takes. I don't think you have it at all. I'm a vampire. <laughs>
0: <laughs> That's fine, because it could basically work with Gangrel as well. Yep. <laughs> wanted to put an evergreen
1: vampire promo out there.
0: Yeah. Um, yeah. Like, I think a good promo, like, expresses, like, the the wrestler's personality very well and uh, gets you hyped for whatever the next thing is. Um, which, like, I don't know, I let you leave the discussion, because you're the one who likes promos.
1: Yeah. <laughs>
0: I mean... Uh,
1: it's the reason why, going into Stomping Grounds, I wasn't super excited about half the matches. Right. Because there weren't really... Not even the pre-tape pro, like, production packages they do to hype things, but just, like, I wanted to hang on the word of, like, one promo to get me mm. excited for things. Because, yeah. like, that... Like you had said, it, it sets up a match, or merchandise, or mm. an event, or another person. Like, some of the topics I had written down were, like... Causing an injury, returning from an
0: injury, yep. leaving
1: a faction, joining a faction, yep. making an open challenge, introducing a new wrestler—there's so many storyline things that are important that you can't say in a match. Yeah, that is just way better when a manager or a really charismatic wrestler is able to put it to words and get you pumped up for whatever the next thing is. Yeah,
0: that's a good point, point. and it actually kind of explains why like our like uh, optimism about SmackDown has diverged so much. Because I'm just like, yeah, you yeah, throw two good wrestlers in, I want to watch them fucking throw each other into the turnbuckle a bunch of times. Right. Uh, you, and you want the story to, to be a little, like, more fleshed out, stronger. Exactly.
1: And I, for me, I feel like the matches, when, the matches when they're led in by really good storytelling and promos are informed so much more with the matches. Because, right. like, I could watch Kota Ibushi and Tetsuya Naito just try to break each other's necks and heads forever, and yeah. that's fine. I understand enough of, like, why they're diametrically opposed. Right. But for people I don't understand as well, like, say doki fought kazuchika okada right i don't really know what doki's about i know a lot of what okada's about mm-hmm. so i would want to know like more about doki from either suzuki-gun or okada running him down yeah um like i was gonna ask you who do you think the best promo is
0: currently when, yeah um any company i'm gonna say daniel bryan why Daniel because, Bryan? because the one i was going because you went to, to prompt uh, this discussion i was asked uh We were going to talk about favorite promos recently. Yep. And my favorite promo recently definitely is Daniel Bryan at Stomping Grounds on the pre-show. Did you watch that? I did. Yeah, it was... He, like, hyped up why Heavy Machinery are great. Yep. Uh, He had, like, their credentials as, like, uh, former, like, amateur wrestlers and whatever else they accomplished. Uh, Why the match is important. Why, like, he's fired up to be wrestling a tag team match. And, like, I came in, like, I like Daniel Bryan. I was looking forward to the match anyway, because I like everyone involved, and by the end, I was like, I actually hate singles matches now. Uh, He convinced me that most wrestling is bullshit, tag matches are the only thing that matters. Yep. Uh, He brainwashed me pretty quick. Yeah. With, like, a two-minute promo that I, frankly, could only, I wasn't even paying attention to 100%, because I was cooking dinner for most of the um, pre-show, but... Uh yeah, he he nailed it and I think he's been nailing it a lot ever yeah. since he turned heel uh from his return.
1: Yep. He I mean Daniel Bryan's one of these wrestlers who's been around for so long that he understands in depth who his character is now yep. at this point, where he can lean very heavily on his real life love of recycling and being earthy. Yep. And it is, like, the smarmy thing they tried to do with C.J. Parker years ago in NXT, but yep. with a guy who actually believes it and lives it, so it adds all kinds of, like, credibility to what he's saying. Yeah. Even though he's a shit heel And <clears throat> on top of that, he's one of the best professional wrestlers in the world.
0: Yeah. Uh, C- speaking of C.J. Parker, um, Juice Robinson, also one of the best promos. Uh, maybe the best promo outside of WWE right now, I think.
1: Um, um, for New Japan,
0: yeah. Yeah, because he's, uh, you know... He, instead of talking about recycling now, he's talking about the things he loves, like fucking, and, uh, <laughs> being very, feeling underrated, uh, and having a chip on his shoulder about that, so, it works out.
1: Like, in the, in terms of his, like, story arc and progression, I love narratives, I love yep. long-term stories and journeys, it feels like this is the precipice right before he has, like, a big mid-card win, because he's been, like, the U.S. champion for New Japan.
0: Like, twice, yeah.
1: Right. But that title is so new that it doesn't really have, like, a clear distinction of, like, where that puts you in the pecking order if you're champion. It's yeah. similar to the never-open-white title.
0: Right, it's, they're roughly, like, the same. Right. One's got a longer lineage, I guess.
1: But I feel like with Juice, where he's been at now that he's lost the U.S. title to John Moxley, mm-hmm. and a lot of his big feuds he usually loses, or he just wins creatively, but kind of by the skin of his teeth, mm-hmm. not really by dominating, yep. that he's en route to probably get his ass kicked a little bit more, especially in the G1 but then by the fall start to be like more of a legitimate contender for the intercontinental title. Yeah. And you have you have Naito who holds it now, who's already had a good match with him. So yep. not necessarily have them rematch, but just like a veteran strong hand like a Suzuki or a Naito or an Ibushi mm. across from Robinson, he can get more towards being a future main eventer, which is yeah. great. Yeah. And I don't, he, I don't yeah. know if
0: he'd ever make it as a main eventer in New Japan, but he definitely would for like pretty much any other company, especially stateside. If he ever left.
1: I didn't think Switchblade was a main eventer. I thought he was one of those guys that he was going to be, like, upper-mid card. Yeah. But never quite realized what they think they saw in him. Right. But you give people the right opponents, sometimes they bust out.
0: True. Yeah.
1: Um, Juice has more passion than I think a lot of the guys who end up going to Japan. Like, I'm I'm sure he's a lovely dude. I don't give a fuck about Mikey Nichols. Yeah. Um, They just won a tag match against uh, G.O.D., so now they're the number one contenders, so it's Mikey Juice. Yeah. Yeah. so it's like a delightful name and everything, but I'm not really super invested in them winning because G.O.D. has better chemistry and character. Yeah, definitely. I couldn't tell you a single fucking thing that Tama Tonga says in his promos because it's a lot of cursing and yeah. a lot of just, like, moving his shoulders back and forth and jiving, and I'm just like, eh, yeah. okay. But in for my money, I think the best promos right now... Um, are the guys who are either given so little that they create from stuff from scratch, like Matt Hardy, that yep. reinvented himself Oh, again. man,
0: he doesn't even get anything. He's just being on YouTube Yep, talking about... His, his latest gimmick, if you haven't seen it, is that he, uh... That, well, that you don't know how hard it is being him. Right. Like, he'll, he'll complain about having... His, G, his GPS told him that it was going to be a seven-minute drive to the gym, so he took his 15-minute pre-workout, uh, you know... Thinking like he'll get there in seven minutes, and then it took forty-five minutes, and he wasted his morning. Yeah, and it, you just don't know how hard it is being Matt Hardy. He had to go to Disney World, and he couldn't cut his promo because there was too much music. <laughs> <laughs>
1: he had to go to Drake Maverick's wedding. <laughs> oh God, and be in it. Yeah, yeah. So he is somebody again who's been around in the business for long enough and understands enough of what he's talented at. Not necessarily what his character is, because his character is very fluid. Yeah. Um. So it's him and it's Bray Wyatt. Ray Wyatt was gone for months mm-hmm. and is now, like, the demonic host of a children's show. We haven't even seen him wrestle in six or seven weeks that he's been reintroduced in the Firefly Funhouse. Yeah. But people keep talking about him because it's one of these, like, miraculous modern slow burns where his puppets are in the background of things. Mm-hmm.
0: Yeah, the, I don't know what where it's leading, but it's more, it's more interesting than anything else is happening. Yeah. Um, and I think, like... You can definitely see uh, one learning from the other, because, like, Bray and Brent Hardy were uh, teaming together, and now Bray's reinvented himself in a wild but, cons- like, character-consistent way yeah. that is interesting
1: and fun. His voice intonations are different, his yeah. body language is different, he's still menacing, he's still a big, like, s- sneaky, agile guy who just wants to punish you because he's a sadist, but there's so much more nuance to him, and mm. that, like... I don't think they would have been able to tell that type of story if they just made him come out in Christmas sweaters true. and wrestle people
0: yeah that is true that is, that's definitely a um a benefit of a good promo and his and it's the thing that people look forward to a lot well, some fans look forward to most uh, every week um for now
1: yeah, so we'll see what, where that leads. I mean, and it's integral to WWE programming, which is three hours long on a Monday. Yes, you yeah. need segments that aren't wrestling to break things up and be entertaining. Oh, totally, yeah. Like, Monday was a fucking tug-of-war between Braun Strowman <laughs> and Bobby Lashley. Yeah. It, I don't necessarily want to hear Bobby Lashley speak, but Braun Strowman's a good promo. Yeah. But they haven't let him talk in a while. Yeah. So it's easy to just, like, lump him in with the mid-card and not think he's important, because you don't really know who he is.
0: Yeah, he, and the, he lost track of who he is very much. I can imagine, like, that's uh, very difficult but yeah. Like, yeah yeah I mean I'm I'm not a proponent of like every show being matches all back to back but like uh yeah Bursley my my taste is not towards promos but like yeah for something like raw or Smackdown you need them yeah and like you need to do something that isn't wrestling to like break it up
1: yep
0: here's some fun math for you okay one of my favorite uh, promos of all time
1: was cut by Scott Steiner yeah. Scott Steiner is a crazy person
0: was it the the math
1: promo yes it is okay uh, let me throw some stats at you. Okay. He was going into a three-way match. Now, normally, people have <laughs> 33 and a third percent chance of winning, which... That works. Yep, that that's
0: true. Assuming all opponents are equal, yes. Correct.
1: Now, when you fight Scott Steiner, mm. most people have a 50-50 chance. Mm. But he was fighting Kurt Angle, so at the time, Kurt Angle only had a 25% chance of beating him because of how good Scott Steiner is. Of course. He's good and a half enough to beat you. Yeah. Now... He was going into a three-way match. He claimed that again because Kurt Angle was afraid of him because Kurt Angle was in it. He had sixty-six and two-thirds percent chance of winning. Scott Steiner did because yeah. Kurt Angle was a non-factor. But Joe, uh, but Joe Samoa Joe had thirty-three percent. So Scott added his twenty-five percent that came from nowhere onto a sixty seventy-five percent chance and a sixty-six came up to one hundred and forty-one and two-thirds percent chance of winning. Yeah, that makes sense. Which cool. means before it started, he won.
0: Yeah. <laughs> what? <laughs> Everyone remembers that Scott Steiner promo that made no sense. Um, but, does anybody remember if he won that match? No!
1: <laughs> and that's the best part. It's yeah. <laughs> just like,
0: at that point,
1: sometimes promos are better than matches. Where, yeah. like, I I will never, ever seek out, like... 80s 70s like era wrestlers to watch them wrestle now on like the indie circuit for yeah but the best example i could possibly hope for of like people of that era cutting a promo that's better than any match they could have is lex luger's super super er, super brawl saturday promo where he couldn't get out of a shirt
0: oh yeah that one yeah i feel like you're liking these ironically a little bit (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> but like they're
1: delivered really well yeah. is the thing of like they're sh- it's shit content, but yeah, like it's so true. much more entertaining than like, I don't want to watch like Luger wrestle now, No, because yeah. like he's had medical problems and stuff. Right, but like I'll listen Does to he him still talk wrestle? sometimes.
0: Oh shit, yeah, I didn't know.
1: So like that's one of those things of just like I would much rather listen to certain people talk, which oh, is, yeah. used to be the system was you became a manager when you became too broken down or old or whatever that it was to to keep wrestling. Yep. So. Yeah, um, the, my favorite promos the last few years, like, we, m- you mentioned it earlier, so it was eight years ago was the Pipe Bomb, which mm-hmm. is the thing that got me back into wrestling. Yep. Um, I wrote down a couple other, just, like, all-time favorite promos of mine. Yeah. Um, which, again, if they're good enough, they not only, like, are potentially better than a match, but, like make you see wrestlers in a different light right. um the miz losing his shit on talking smack
0: that was gonna be one of mine for yeah. sure yeah that's a character redefining one
1: exactly he went from because at that point like when because we've been we read articles all the time that preview pay-per-views and give us an give me at least an idea of like am i going to enjoy this more or less and at the time miz was seen as like somebody who was dead weight in matches especially multi-man matches oh yeah there was an intercontinental uh, title match that summer between him, Cesaro, Sammy, and Kevin. Mm-hmm. And people were just ragging. I was like, oh, The Miz is in it again, and he's champion, and it's the worst part of this. And then he got that promo, and people changed their fucking mind. Yeah. Because you don't notice as much of, like, his not being super smooth in the ring if you just really want to watch him. Period. Yeah.
0: And he also, like, to be fair to him, stepped up and got smooth in the ring. Yeah. He improved, like, in, in all areas. And it's uh it's interesting, because, like, he, he definitely made event to WrestleMania too quickly.
1: Yeah. And, like, the irony of exactly what you're saying of, like, he got smoother is that he got smoother despite Daniel Bryan, who yeah. at that point wasn't medically cleared to ever come back. I know. So it was, like, the super spiteful move of, like, not only got better in-ring to spite Daniel Bryan, he started using Daniel Bryan's moves. Right. It's fucking great. Yes. Yeah, he,
0: he definitely made that promo, like, really define his character. Yep. And he, like, kept being good at promos after that, too. I mean, he was always good, but, like, he brought it, like, to an A-level.
1: Yeah. It's one of those moments where I feel like it gave him new confidence, where he's already very confident. Yeah. But it bridged the gap between his character thinking he was very good, and then his character effectively being able to ether somebody so well that everyone else could believe that he was that good. Yeah. Which that's the difference between Kona Reeves and
0: Adam Cole. Yeah. I mean Reeves is there's a, such a experience difference between the two. Yeah. Which you know I mean who knows Reeves might get there someday.
1: MJF is way less experienced than most people I and mean, he's younger, but his promo, like, he's arguably top ten on the AEW death chart, and they haven't, they've had one show. Yeah. Like, sometimes it's just a lot of self-confidence being able to come through verbally. Yeah. Um, yeah. Um, in in terms of just, like, compensating for not being able to be super physical, right. Mark Henry's fake retirement speech.
0: That was another one that I would have brought up, yeah. That's, yep. then that would be one of my all-time favorites.
1: Yeah. I mean, he, he
0: he fooled all of us he did. into thinking he was going to retire, and then he attacked John Cena. Yep. Someone what pointed. A move. Yeah, someone pointed out um, it was such a good promo that like you didn't question why would John Cena be out here during Mark Henry's retirement speech. Yep. And then, uh, but he was like crying, and it made it feel like very emotional. And then he fucking got his one last big uh, big program. Yeah. Um. Before he kind of just petered out.
1: Yep, he started shooting with, like, Rusev and stuff after that. He had shaved his head and he was, like, yeah. winding down Mark Henry. But still, that promo, like... That was like, his last,
0: like, big shining moment.
1: Yep, that was his big world. Yeah. And, like, he deliberately picked his salmon jacket so people would remember the jacket even if the promo wasn't very good. Yeah. But the yeah. promo was excellent. Yeah. Um, in terms of recently, specifically the Muscleman dance episode of Firefly Funhouse. Oh, yeah. Because, again, this is Bray Wyatt talking to himself. Yeah. In all of these promos. But... It's one of these, like, incredibly rare, cathartic moments where he's talking to a pig puppet that mm-hmm. had just eaten a chocolate bar, and it's, it's a non-subtle metaphor to how he thinks he was perceived. Yep. And then a literal Vince McMahon devil horn puppet pops in and threatens to fire everybody if they don't get in shape. So he throws on some fucking Zubaz and a tank top and starts doing the muscle man dance. Yeah,
0: it's a very weird Tim and Eric uh, video kind of thing that they did. Yep. Which is... <laughs> Credit to them. I love when they do stuff out of the box like that, which rarely, rarely happens. Yeah, uh, it's it's that and that time Enzo Amore almost fucked chicken. And uh, <laughs> there was a weird stretch where like they were doing some weird shit in there, like uh promos, like that. And I think there was like a dream sequence at one point um, that they like backed away from, but I wish they would go back to because that's like some non wrestling shit that I really enjoy. Yeah, you
1: know? I mean, it, arguably that's entirely what. Um... Oh, geez, I, I'm mad that I'm blanking on it now, but it was only network and YouTube exclusive. Uh, the faux, re- like the parody 80s. Oh,
0: um, Southpaw Regional Wrestling. Yeah. Yeah.
1: Whose first season was great, and then yeah. the second season had Michael Hayes as the payoff and immediately burnt all its goodwill. Yeah. But everything up to that was great. If they
0: did it again, I would watch it. Oh, yeah. It, seemed long- like, it seems like everybody involved, like, or a lot of the people who were really involved in pushing for it seemed to have moved on. Yeah. But, like, it was, it was a fun idea.
1: It was, I mean, and it's one of those things where it, it breaks the the pattern of what you're used to seeing because, like, there was a caveman tag team with Seth Rollins and Rhino. <laughs> yeah, uh, Rusev was a
0: chicken farmer. Yep. Weird, like parodies of like could have been '80s wrestlers was the, the theme basically, and they went all out. It looks like grainy VHS. Yep. It was. It was probably it's act it's better pro. See, I think part of the reason I'm not a promo guy now is because, like, they're kind of cookie-cutter yeah. uh, on Raw SmackDown, and that's, like, the majority of... You know, every other promotion I watch is very low on the promos. Right. So, like, I kind of have a bias against promos because of that. But yeah. if they were good more regularly, probably like them more. Yeah. I wish more of them packed the punch of, like,
1: being really concise and impactful. Like, yeah. my this is my favorite short promo... Of recent memory, Katsuhiro Shibata came out to New Japan last year mm-hmm. after he had concussion-related retirement injuries. Yeah. Comes to the ring, says, I'm alive. That's it. Yeah, Left. Yep. That's how you do a mic drop.
0: Right. Yeah, because everyone was just happy to see him. It yep. didn't even, yeah, it was just that update about his, Uh, I mean, a concussion is different from him. His brain basically exploded. Yeah. Um, from, de- like, dehydration. Yep. But, like, yeah, he, it was not looking good, and then he uh, he's back, and he seems to be their trainer. In their L.A. dojo.
1: Yep. Which, if you're going to have, like, a strong North American presence, it might as well be one of your three musketeers if you can afford to spare him, and they can now. Yeah,
0: because he can't uh, do anything else.
1: Yep. And then Goto just came from there, which, again, Godo's promo style is very similar. Mm-hmm. He just came out to Kazuna Road and was just like, I was in L.A., I don't like Jay White. I'm going to fight him now. Bye!
0: <laughs> yeah, I like it. Yeah, it's much better when there's conciseness. Part of the problem with, like, uh, WWE is that they have to fill three hours, Yeah. which uh kills it cuz that's why that's why every face has to be good at a 20 minute promo that sums up what they're going to do this week and uh what they've been doing for the past year. Right. Like you know,
1: it it's part of why I feel like I, I'll never be a professional wrestler for a lot of reasons but yeah. like the biggest reason I'd never want to be like you're describing a WWE top face is mm-hmm. that not only do you have to be expected to just regurgitate a lot of what you're being told to recap, you have to be okay with the random inconsistencies that they'll never bring up again. Yeah, because it, it's one thing to fill 25 minutes with trying to explain convoluted things and like parse them all out. It's another to you were just told to say this, and they're not going to follow up.
0: Yeah, it's a skill that like not too many wrestlers have, and I think that's why so many people wind up in the mid card when yeah. they're when like fans are like they should they should get bigger pushes. Yeah, you know. I think it's also part of why Seth Rollins thinks he's so great. He's just like, I'm really good at reciting things. Yeah. You are. I mean, it's... Yeah, he's good at that. And he's also... I mean, to be fair, it's not... uh, For fans who don't know, uh, Seth Rollins and Will Ospreay from New Japan have been sniping at each other uh, on Twitter over who's a better wrestler. And to be fair to Seth Rollins, like... Yeah. If, like... One, he's awesome. Yep. uh, Two, I mean, I think... He's been doing it longer. He's been doing it longer. I think Ospreay's the, the better in ring, but, like, I think... What was I gonna say? First, so it's not surprising that Seth Rollins would be very pro WWE because everyone's every wrestler who complains about WWE is like they're not, you know, prioritizing the talent. Yeah. But Seth Rollins is a guy who's always had the company at his back. Yeah. Like he's always been a priority. Like he shows up, he gets injured for like nine months, he comes back, he's immediately back in the world title picture. Yeah. So like it makes sense why he'd be very rah rah about it because it's the bad shit kind of doesn't come his way. Yeah. So, it makes sense. Though, like, I bet if you asked Becky uh, Lynch, she'd have a different, more nuanced opinion. Yeah. I
1: mean, she had a bunch of shit not go her way. Like, her... I don't know if they did a 24... They did do a 24. I didn't watch it, but for Becky. Yeah, they did. Um, or they did...
0: A- they did at least a Chronicle, which I did watch. They probably right. did 24. i they, they did two things about her.
1: They've done in-depth things to kind of explain, like, she paid for wrestling school mm-hmm. mostly herself. She waited tables. She did a lot of the blue-collar work that you hear that certain wrestlers have to do to break into the business and get noticed and make shows and cut your teeth and be able to travel. Like, she did all those things. And even after doing all those things, like, she still was an Irish step-dancer in NXT and yep. then thankfully got repackaged. And then got to the main roster and had to get repackaged like three times. Yep. Which they were subtle, like <clears throat> costume changes, but still, she didn't. Re- she didn't become the man for years.
0: Yeah, it didn't take until uh, like really last summer. Yeah, it took coming up, just, coming up on the one year anniversary.
1: Yeah, it took like this bubbling resentment from just not even getting anything good from creative because like she was steam for a reason that was never dived into, never looked into. Yeah,
0: just personal just, taste, probably.
1: Yeah. And to make her look different, because Sasha had regular hair, and then she had purple hair when she was on the Mm -hmm. roster. So, again, color differences between them. And, like, Becky has orange hair, because in part she's Irish, but also because she calls it that way. But it's the things that, like... When you're not given a character that's helping you break through, you make a character that breaks through. Yeah. That's what she did.
0: Yeah. Because, like, for a while her character was basically a good-hearted person who likes puns. Right. Which seems very, like true to her personality, and it still shows up in her promos now. Right. Now that, like, things are kind of... She doesn't have to be, like, the hard man all the time. Like, she can kind of show a more playful side, which is... Those are my favorite Becky Lynch promos. Yeah. Um, But, like, uh, yeah, it it wasn't conducive to her being seen as a top wrestler. No. So I think that's, like, why the change had to happen.
1: And the thing is, typically what I like to see when wrestlers aren't cutting especially compelling promos to get their characters over is that they're just undeniably great wrestlers mm-hmm. which is why cesaro is always lauded and fond over because he, he almost never has a bad match yep he he sometimes has struggle struggles stringing together words in yeah. promo because he's not a natural in english speaking and he knows a million languages all at once yep but i will forever watch a cesaro match versus watching a kona reeves match. yeah yeah
0: i um One of the, I bet, I'm calling it now, one of these days Cohen Reeves is going to wind up being like a real (laughs) highlight in like the mid-card of Smackdown or something like that. And we're going to be like, fuck, we're eating our words now, like. Fine. Yeah. But, like, let's yeah. find a shit out of him for now. Who knows? Right. He'll be the acting general manager overall. <laughs> I'll be like, fuck, he was doing, he's doing a better job of it than Baron Corbin. Holy shit.
1: <laughs> yeah, he'll be, like, the bipedal anonymous general manager where instead of a laptop, he'll be, like, an AI. That yeah. That they just, like, drew some, like, mojo blue streaks on. he's like, no, he's a robot now. Yeah,
0: <laughs> yeah he'll figure out his thing. He's yeah. <laughs> bionic. <laughs> <laughs> the bionic Reeves. Fionic. Because it's fine. Um, He's the phionic um, Reese. Yes. Um, but yeah. You know what uh, else is phionic? What? Chips in a bag. Lots and lots of chips. <laughs> <laughs> you, know, you gotta have them chips. You gotta have them in a bag. You fucking... You think Pringles cans are cool? Oh, you're, oh my, hand, my hand is stuck in the Pringles can. Doesn't happen with lots and lots of chips. And at least 25% of them are Pringles like, 5% of glass, but you know what? Jesus. You're not going to get your hands stuck in a bag, <laughs> I, I, and you know what? You you bleed all over the chips, then you lick your hands. That's kind of a meat, meat meal. It's <laughs> got to be goop. Sometimes it's, the goop flood. Sometimes it's... Right, buddy? It's got to be gooped. <laughs> this has become such a more dangerous product. <laughs> well, that's what you get when you buy a thing off the streets. Um, it's called <laughs> living. <laughs>
1: It's the holding company LLC. yeah it's called Living LLC makers of
0: lots and lots of chips <laughs> chips and a bag but not like a sealed bag oh like a bag that was open and then they dumped a bunch of chips in and then the guy like swung it over and was like take it's, 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 it's a lot of chips and then uh, I took the chips one day and my life has not <laughs> been the same since but it hasn't been different is why I didn't say it that way. It's just not been the same. It's different. It's For weird. those
1: following the thread, this isn't a
0: product. Jared just stole chips. No, the guy gave them to me, and then I gave him money. Okay. And then I told him I'll tell more people about the chips if he gives me money, if I tell, him about, uh, tell people about the chips on our show. And then he said he'll give me money later, so I'm going to read them now, but we're doing this. It's a pro bono work. Got it. Yeah.
1: When I started the Russell, da- when I started with Jared for the Russell down, I told him I'd never question where the money came from. Yeah. So I won't. I can't now.
0: Yeah, you can't because I gave you the answers. <laughs> 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 and they don't make sense. <laughs> Not a lick. Right, buddy. Keaton, do you follow where the chips come from? And
1: That is how finance works. Yeah.
0: Right, Keaton. Tell us where the chips came from. <laughs> no. He is tight-lipped. Yeah, that's right. Bad. You don't tell it, because the cops might ask. So, yeah, as far as promos
1: go, yeah. um, the only other notes I had made is, like, as important as they can be to building up a character or a company or a feud or any topic, really, when they're focused, Yeah. sometimes they can torpedo a guy. Oh, yeah. How you doing, Kalisto?
0: Yes, Kalisto with his... Uh, he got drafted to, what, SmackDown? SmackDown. And then his... He, he fucked up bad. Uh, <laughs> and then I feel like every time he got a mic afterwards, it was like he could, like possibly um, redeem himself and then it would just end badly. Uh, He promised us that he he would show us some good, good Lucha things, and and they never really let him, they never trusted him with uh, language after that. No. Uh,
1: I mean, he cut a promo this week with uh, the Lucha House Party. It was him and Graham Metalik, who I don't think speaks English at all, and Lince Dorado, who I think very much does, they don't even trust Kalisto with the other half of his catchphrase. He yeah. just says Lou and they say cha. <laughs>
0: <laughs> oh, man. Like that, w- And, like, yeah, you're right. That did torpedo him. Because, like, he was just coming off of being a, what, intercontinental ch- champion?
1: U.S. or intercontinental. Yeah, yeah,
0: he was a mid-card champion. And yeah. everyone was like, this is great. And then he lost the title. And it was like, well, he still got momentum. And then he didn't have any. Yeah, you know, another oh yeah, go ahead.
1: I was gonna say in fairness, his brain may have been slushed from getting the shit kicked out of him by True. Alberto Del Rio so much. True. They fought for like four months straight. Yes,
0: yeah, that was what the feud was about. Yeah. Yeah. Um yeah. I mean it happens it wasn't even It was a web exclusive, wasn't it? And then just went viral. Yeah, that's yeah.
1: it's exact because he was one of the I he was either one, somebody who was uh, interviewed off-screen and it was announced on-screen, or yeah. he was one of the, like, the supplemental draft people. Right,
0: something like that. Yeah, because uh, I think
1: like Titus had moved over in a similar way and gave an okay promo. Yeah. And everyone was just like, whoa, but Kalisto. Pro Wrestling Tees, I think, immediately had a good, good Lucha Thing
0: shirt. Uh, I would buy that. Uh, I want that uh, Will Ospreay Little Man shirt. Uh, it's got his credentials on yep, it. Yeah, it's good. Uh, yeah, another one that kind of torpedoed somebody. Um, I mean, uh, how much momentum Tamina has at any given time Oof. in bed but you remember you know what I'm talking about right no oh, please there was an uh, there was a time when all the Smackdown women were feuding um, and like James Ellsworth was like a side character maybe he was still uh, Carmella's like friend manager yep. kind of thing and uh, at some point they they had a promo where there was like five women all with lines that they had to memorize and deliver and I think Charlotte said like something to threaten maybe Becky or someone like um, you better watch your mouth, or you'll wind up looking like Ellsworth. Like, meaning I'll, I'll beat you up so bad. Right. And then the promo kind of went like another ten seconds, and then Tamita's line came up, and she said, "You better watch your mouth, or I'll make you look like Ellsworth." And then she, you immediately see her be like, "Oh fuck, someone, someone just said that like a second ago. Uh, that was not my line." Yep. And I think they have like I think, um, so I referenced it one time because somebody got. I was like, why don't they give Tamina any mic time? And I was like, you watch your mouth. You better, or you wind up looking like Ellsworth. And they were like, hey, don't say that I'm going to look like Ellsworth. <laughs> I was like, no, no. I was referencing the reason why they don't give her mic time. Because <laughs> she, like, she verbatim said uh, Charlotte's line like yeah. a minute after it had already been said.
1: Yep. Which, I mean, there's a lot to be said in forgiveness of just, like, they probably are given pages and pages and yeah. pages of scripts to just, like, memorize in case they might say something.
0: Yeah. They probably get pages and pages of scripts that they have to memorize, and it's, like, the day of.
1: Right. So, in, just in, in fairness to her, but yeah. yeah. The most entertaining as a character she's ever been for me was when they weirdly put her next to Santino oh, while she was yeah. still valeting for the Usos, and she didn't say a thing. She just, like, was given the chance to verbally react. mm and play off of him, yeah, but I think he got moved to SmackDown or something. They got broken up before yeah. she really got a chance, but yeah, that's the thing. Like, I she's never been really that good in ring. Uh, we've talked right. about it before of just like you appreciate different styles and body types in the ring so that she brings variety in that sense, yes. But she sucks, yeah, she's so bad at wrestling, <laughs> yeah, and she can't best. promo, yeah. So it's one of those frustrating parts of wrestling where you're just like, so she's a lineage person, yeah. like, she's the, she's the daughter of Jimmy Superfly Snuka, so they'll keep her around forever as a thank you, but she's not
0: good. Yeah. I don't even know if she's around now. I think she might... Does she have an injury? Do you know? Uh, Nia Jax has double knee surgery. I know that Nia Jax is out for the injury, but I don't know about T- Tamina. That, that's what I mean, is yeah. that, like, they had him as There's a tag, a tag team? team? Yeah, no, but that doesn't preclude, you know, Correct. Uh, keeping her around. But, yeah, you're right. Yeah. It's not gonna help. Right. And she's, like, I mean... She is one of, like, the older women on the roster, too. Right. So, if she's just quietly retired, we would not know. Or mind.
1: Yeah. It's one of those things, you know, it's like, again, digging into this well of talent that they have, where you have Fire and Desire feuding over a switch getting thrown on the ground, with Ember Moon and Ember Moon losing in two minutes. Yeah. Like, we're gonna make, yeah. I mean, with Timmy de Gone there's more time for stuff like that to get more fleshed out, yeah. so it's not just weird and slapdash.
0: If someone threw my Switch on the ground, I'd murder him too. Would you turn into a werewolf? Uh, What are the downsides? (laughs) 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 Like, do my lots and lots of chips get turned (laughs) down to just summon some of chips?
1: It's uh, true. You would never be able to eat silver chips again.
0: That's the other guy on the street. (laughs) 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 He's selling silver in a bag. Uh, The chips I like, sometimes glass. (laughs) Uh. (laughs) That's just a, per- a matter of personal taste, in my opinion. Yeah. yeah. Uh, the the only other just
1: kind of, like... For years and years and years, I'd wondered, like, why aren't they betting more on Damian Sandow? Mm-hmm. And this was around the time that he started being the stunt double for The Miz. Yeah. Um, and it was right after him and Cody had been a really uh, exciting tag team. Yeah.
0: He was the money in the
1: bank holder. He lost to John Cena when John Cena was literally in a sling.
0: Yeah, so he's... Like, the, yeah, one of those... <laughs> One of the rare Money in the Bank uh, winners who loses the challenge uh, because he announced it ahead of time. Yeah,
1: and it just... I wondered and wondered and wondered, and then he was
0: one of the final three in the
1: hundred, the Giant Memorial Battle Royal the second year they did it. Mm-hmm. And... or it might have even been the first, because Big Show won it. Yes. But it was down to Big Show, Miz, and Sandow, and... I was like, this is his moment. This is where he breaks off from The Miz. This is where he feuds with The Miz after in, like, singles matches. And this is where he eliminates Big Show in this big hero-defining moment.
0: Yeah. Nope!
1: Just fed to Big Show. Yeah. So he got released months after. He popped back up in Impact Wrestling. He was Simon Rex instead of Damian Sandow. Yeah. And they gave him this big moment to cut a promo. And he just cut this, like, infomercial about how it's great that fans get their money's worth when they buy tickets. <laughs> and I was like, "I, yeah, none of this makes me want to watch you wrestle.
0: Yeah, it's uh, interesting because yeah, he definitely is a guy who can cut a good promo, but yeah. I think he needs the creative backing to be told what to do. And that you tell him what to do, he'll make the most of whatever that is. Right? Whether it's being this stunt double for the Miz or uh, his tag team with Cody Rhodes, but like if it's Impact and he's just cutting, uh, you know the ten dozenth uh, former WWE guy comes to Impact and is like, "I'm not in the big leagues anymore because the big leagues." Weren't big enough for me, mm. or whatever promo. Uh, you know, yeah. it's not gonna. It's not like I connect. And now I don't. I haven't seen his name floating around anywhere for a while.
1: Last I knew, he the, the last time I saw anything of him, he was doing indies as Damian Sandow again, or just like a facsimile. assembly. He was wearing the robe and the towel. Yeah. and he was trying to cure Matt Hardy's brokenness.
0: I remember that. Yeah, uh,
1: which was a fun thing from the indie that I saw. But it, yeah, I haven't seen him since.
0: Yeah. Well. Best of luck to him. Yeah. Maybe he's the guy selling lots and lots of chips. <laughs> you don't know. That guy, pretty good promo. <laughs> he, got, he got me to buy the chips. I was say. And then he fed me these lines that I was going to say to everybody to buy the chips. Uh, it's an
1: unprecedented amount of blood that I'm seeing on this paper, but <laughs> Jerry's reading it anyway.
0: I call the paper Dustin. <laughs> oh. <laughs> Dustin paper. <laughs> right, Keenan? The paper's got a name, and you got a name. You should talk. Will it be this week? I don't know. Keaton's not going to talk on the mic because he's got thoughts. Too many of them. That's fair. Yeah.
1: It's going to come around where, like, we're going to say our favorite wrestlers when week come and be like, Johnny Gargano, you say your favorite wrestler of... The Abushi. Abushi. I don't and have then paper, really. from, like, the depths of hell, we'll just say, like, Purple H. <laughs> <laughs> That'll be the one thing. Hmm.
0: And, could... then, and then he can explain to Alyssa... Triple H's <laughs> Oh man Oh god So Do you think that's good That the cuts it for promos That cuts it for promos we, for now Yeah we promoted the promos
1: Yeah I, I'm, never, I'm always going to be Captivated by anybody Who can hold my attention For a while Just by Saying words Yeah um, They just added two people Who are historically very good at that Paul Heyman and Eric Bischoff oh, yep. To help Behind the scenes with the word saying
0: Yep so, I'm excited for what the future brings for promos. Yes, yeah, we'll see, because uh, I think that, that that's something I'm, I'm uh, cautiously optimistic about. Yep. So, we'll see how the future of WWE is shaped, and also, uh, they'll, they'll talk at us a bunch. Sure will. Yeah. Just like this podcast, we tricked you into listening to a promo. Uh, this, is <laughs> 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 this is the Wrestle Down. I'm Jer Palapal, Twitter.com swing dangling. Dennis Bruno at dbruno42 at sensei Denny B on Twitter, and we got Keaton. He's the Keaton kitten man. He's our mascot. He is looking at his toy, and then he is he's not happy. Uh, at four legged Triple H fan, you know, he he's Keaton Fuzzy on Instagram. Uh, give us all follows. And the uh, fucking you you eat those chips. There's lots and lots <laughs> of them. Make them be none and none. Good night.